people um, don't often have is this expression of giving. They live such uh, passive, especially in those homes and stuff, they live such passive lives and that. And then, uh, you know, she said, oh, I'm such a burden on you and so on. I said, oh, Mom, but it's my opportunity to get back to you. And and uh, she says, yeah, yeah, I know, but... And then, then if I had to clean her up or something, she felt embarrassed. And I said, Mom, you wiped my bum for years. <laughs> and she says, yeah, it's not the same, but... There is something about that, the um, that relationship of being sick and being cared for, and not being sick and caring for. It's 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 a, it's a necessary dynamic, isn't it? Right, and that that sense of, of generosity and giving and and um, rising to the occasion gives a lot of a lot of joy to our life, a lot of meaning. Today. Um, I think you know the ambassador's going to come, and some of his staff. So the ambassador's wife, maybe his daughter, Noon, a few people. And just, you might have heard the story already, but I'll lay it out to you again. The previous ambassador, Yom Pisan, and his wife were now posted in Washington. They were posted here, and they were very instrumental in, in fundraising for us, both among the Thai community, but also with the Foreign Office, because a Thai embassy has a certain duty to Buddhist activities and um, has a certain, has a possibility of requesting funds to help monasteries. So they then were instrumental in the tractor, the katina, and then while the previous ambassador was here, he set in motion um, fundraising for this Buddha image. And in, in Thailand, when a, when a group of people hears about a, a meditation hall being built, they say, have you got the Buddha yet? So that's the first kind of thing that people get inspired by. And uh, so we said, no. I said, well, let's get you the Buddha first. And so the money was, uh, was raised, I think it was... Uh, 300,000 baht, which is about $10,000. And the foreign office in Bangkok allowed it. Now, you know, it's a uh, military-run government right now, so even these things aren't, uh, there aren't normal channels. Anyway, they got the funds, they got the, uh, foreign, the acting foreign secretary signed off on them, but then the funds have to be used in the calendar year. Otherwise, they just go back into the uh, government uh, coffers. So we had a um, uh, Yom, Yom uh, Wanchina, who is the previous ambassador's wife, she was the really mover on this a lot. She contacted an artist in, in Bangkok who is also a lecturer in design. And she asked him if he would do a, an image about this big for our meditation hall in, in the Bhikkhu Vihara. And then make that up into a big one. Well, this artist, he's brilliant, but he's uh, not a... He, he's obsessive in detail, and he just couldn't get it finished. And and uh, we're all stressing out, trying to get this thing done. He says, oh... So he, he redid the whole thing to make it one centimeter longer. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> so he's obviously an artist that, that probably has other things to do, plus can't get it finished. He's not a businessman. So, so now the funds are running out. 
and apparently it's it's actually a lot of work in the in the embassy and contacting people mm. and a lot of networking I think to actually get something like this to happen. So then, and Tensivijano was explaining that to me that a lot of people were working very hard to do that, and so it looked like this all this work would just go down the drain. Uh, and then, the, then they got an extension of three months to March. So for sure, something had to be done before then. So when I, when I uh, left on pilgrimage, I think I and, and Yomanchina, we decided, well, our, our poor artist in Bangkok, he's, just, he's not getting anywhere. And we, I, I asked Ajanyana Damo, uh, who is an Australian monk in, in Thailand, who knows a lot of this, this stuff. He gave me the contact of uh, a man who was a factory in Nokon uh, Patom, which is just north of Bang- uh, east, east, east or west, Nokon Patom, towards Cambodia, near Bangkok, yeah. near Bangkok. <laughs> it's about a three-hour drive, and he is Yom Pairot, and he he has done Buddha Rupas for uh, Wapapong, for Amaravati, and he's he's very well known to be a very honest and and uh, respectful man, and he's just built a new factory. And it is it is amazing what what's going on there, but we, uh, I had an idea, an image I liked, and I basically I sent three pictures to Yon Wanchina, and the details I liked, she sent a picture to Pyrot, and this was on the kind of second day of pilgrimage, and uh, she said, can you get this statue done by the time Viradamo is in Bangkok on the twentieth of December did it. And you know, you've seen pictures, right? Shouldn't you? On the on the slide. Mm-hmm. And it's a and it's a beautiful piece of art. Did it in three weeks. Did it in three weeks and you know it wasn't it was a beautiful piece of art. So he's professional. He does this a lot. And then I had hoped actually to do this so so once the wax uh, model is made, then you know they use the lost wax process. So they they build up the, the wax um, positive on a hollow plaster core, I guess. So it's a hollow core, and then they build the wax all around it with all the artwork. And then they put another uh, layer of wax around that. So you get basically uh, of, of plaster. So you get two layers of plaster with a wax in between, and the wax is the positive. And then so they pour the bronze into that space between the two plaster, right? And then they have uh, like straws going off all over the image to take the wax away. But somehow, I don't know, the bronze doesn't go away. So it's full of kind of pins like that. And I don't yeah, quite the wax sure. has got the wax... Um, flows better? or flows at much lower temperatures. Okay. And, and also, the, when the bronze comes in, it actually puts the wax under a lot of pressure. Because the bronze is much heavier. Oh, right, so it just yeah. goes right down. So when the wax, and then the bronze does hit the... the, the, uh, the Straws. Called little tubes. Yeah. Um, it does actually create little tiny necks at each one of those points. Yeah. Of bronze, and they just they polish it. That's wall. true. When they take when they take the mold off, the thing is like all spiked up. Yeah. So then it takes about two months of of finishing work, grinding and polishing to get it right. And I had hoped to do that ceremony in December because then I usually go for the Ajahn Chah gatherings in January, and a lot of Western monks there. I had hoped that. I could do it then, but he said, well, the wax would dry out. 
if you waited that long, the wax would dry out because they cover them in, in damp burlap. Mm-hmm. The, and the ceremony's quite, it's, uh, it's supposed to be a little, I've never attended something like this. You're welcome to come if you want. Um, but it's supposed to be quite an interesting ritual. And uh, he's got, his facility can accommodate 1,500 people for a ceremony. So he does some pretty serious Buddha pourings, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I've invited Lompa Liam, Lompa Neg, Lompa Sopa, Lompa Kampong, Ajanyana, Kevali, um, Saro. So I've invited a, uh, some Westerners and some Thais, and I hope someone shows up. Kevali said he'd come. And so I'll be going back. Uh, the ceremony's on the 19th of March, so I'll go back for 10 days or so. Didn't want to, but... But anyway, so, so today, I'll have to come back to today's dana. The Thai ambassador now is going to bring a check, and that's that money that they raised for this Buddha Rupa. And it's, um, it's, kind, it's a really... Uh, for them, I think it's a, it's a, for us too, but it's a very uplifting event because much of their work is tediously bureaucratic, I suspect, right? But to actually, for a whole embassy to do something and actually pull it off because it looked like it wasn't going to happen. So we're, we're, I'm really quite pleased. A nice feeling to be supported by the embassy and that. They were very kind. In, uh, like in, in, in Thailand, they have these titles given to monks called Chao Kun. You might have heard about that. And say, Lumpa Sumedha is a Chao Kun, Lumpa Liam is a Chao Kun. And in the Thai system, to become a Chao Kun, you have to kind of work your way up through various levels of what they call Prakru. But the, some of the Western monks have been honored with this title right away. And uh, say, Lumpa Liam, a, a Lumpa Apasano in California and Lampa Amaro in, in England, who are great friends of ours. They've been honored with that uh, in December 5th on the King's birthday. And it was a, it was a huge deal. It was a huge deal that, that they had, in several monasteries, they had a kind of ceremony of recognition of this honor being bestowed on the Sangha, on, on, on these monks. And, and so... I think in Ubon, they had the governor of the province came and carried the... They, they're given this ceremonial... Uh, it's called a fan. It's, it's shaped like this, and then it has a handle. It's called a putt. So it comes... It's very ceremonial, and that's a kind of uh, insignia of office, I suppose. There you go. That sounds Scepter. good. Scepter, yes. Uh, and and uh, so the... the um, the governor of the province in Ubon offered that, and, and all like all the like the head of the police and head of the army, they're all there to honor Ajahn Pasan Ajahn Amaro. So it's a it's a huge thing because in Thailand the sangha is so like, like again there's maybe a quarter of a million monks, so it's so integrated in their society, and when the society itself recognizes a monastery a monk, it recognizes everyone involved in that. So this um, insignia of office for Ajahn Amaro and Ajahn Pasana is really a kind of compliment to what we're doing here, to what all the monasteries are doing. And it's kind of saying, keep going, uh, well, uh, you know, kind of good on you. And then that means also that 
Like in when I was in uh, Amaravati, uh, I remember uh, some Western disciples of uh, uh, Lama Zopa from Nepal, the Tibetan monk, famous monk. They 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 were complaining that because they weren't tulku, they weren't reincarnate. Uh, that quite often their seniority wasn't recognized because seniority would be bumped by incarnation. Yeah. How do you trump that? <laughs> so, so you work, you work in 30, 40 years to you know, get some authority and all of a sudden the 10 year olds have seen you to you. There's some letting go. Anyway, different system. But what's impressive, I think, about Thailand, that the integration of established uh, Western monks into the cultures is quite profound. They have a, a kind of big influence in education and uh, their, their talks are very popular. And a lot of the, the Frong monks now speak very good Thai. Ajahn Jayasaro, Ajahn Pasano. So, they're, they're, uh, so they're, their influence, like Thailand is obviously uh, molded their Dhamma, but now they, their ideas come back into Thai society. And that's, I, I really find that, you know, quite inspiring. So our connection to Thailand is, is kind of, I, I'm not so connected to Thailand because I was away a lot. I was, in, I was in New Zealand 10 years, I was taking care of my mom for 10 years, so I was a sort of uh, foreign monk. So I, I was kind of, especially taking care of my mom, I didn't go back to Thailand for, what, 10 years. But now I'm trying to uh, reconnect and, and, and make sure that I visit the monks and so on. Um, but that I find that interesting that then our our insights into Dharma, like Lumpa Sumedos, then come back into Thai society, and which is which is which shows the kind of love that Thailand has for the Dhamma. You know, it doesn't have to be a Thai monk speaking; it can be anyone who has uh, uh, authentic insight and has really worked on the path, which is kind of wonderful about Thailand because we're treated. You know, when I go. <laughs> You go into the if you're a monk, and you get off the plane in Swanapum Airport. As soon as you approach immigration, there's an officer sees you, takes you, and takes you to the VIP line to get through uh, immigration. Just like that, it's the respect is is really tremendous. And uh, like if monks, like the the relationship of monks to to women is very very uh, distant, so women. Uh, like if on a plane, uh, if I book in for a plane, the, the, the booking agent will make sure that I have a window seat because all the hostesses feel very uncomfortable of brushing close to a monk and so on. So there's a lot of, lot of etiquette that goes on. So in some ways, I mean, you can get really spoiled in Thailand as a monk. I don't mind <laughs> when I go. But also it's then, uh, it, it gives... Uh, it gives um, Westerners a, a kind of special opportunity of practicing in a, in, a, in a Buddhist culture. Our relationship to Buddhism Thailand is, is like Ajahn Jayasara would say, it's, we're, in a, we're in an Ajahn Chah bubble. So we meet the very, very best of, of Thai Buddhism and the kind of very, very best people. So yeah, Thailand has lots of superstition and things which are, are not so nice about Buddhism, but there is this kind of core love of Dhamma and, 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 and this tremendous respect for anyone who has done the work in Dharma and achieved something and that's always very much elevated in their publications and in all kinds of things. 
So um, it would very, be nice to receive the ambassador and his uh, staff. We'll do some chanting and carry on with the retreat. All right? Is there a special protocol or anything? With the ambassador? Mm, not really. Yeah. Well, usually, well, they're given a place of honor at front, so usually we'll put out, the, like, if it's, if it's the ambassador, his wife, and daughter, then we'd have three cushions there. Uh, otherwise, uh, no, that's, that's really about it, yeah. You can see all that the, the embassy staff would always pay deference to the ambassador, because that's very much like he's the representative of the government, so there's always that kind of deference. But he's a... He's a Lovely man, Western educated and uh, very fluent in English, so you can chat with him. He's a lovely man. All right, let the show begin.